Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, we want to let you know that early April, we're going to be doing something really special. We're going to be giving you the opportunity to become a founding member of a new membership productivity platform we're launching. Becoming a founding member means that you'll join an elite group of people that will get direct access to us and have the opportunity to have a new platform customized to you and your needs. We did this with Time Blocking Mastery and had over 632 people apply, and we chose just 100 of them to become our founding members, and they absolutely loved it. We'll tell you more about this in the middle of the episode, but trust us, you want to be in this group, so stay tuned. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here with The One Thing team. Today, we're going to talk to you about something that has a tremendous impact on your productivity, on your focus, on your quality of life. And it's something most of us have never been taught to take control of. Uh, I was first introduced to the man that you are going to meet today. I heard him being interviewed on another podcast, and it was one of those interviews that just stopped me dead in my tracks. And I literally, I looked up his name. I said, I've got to find a way to be in relationship with this guy. And keep in mind, this was, my background was upgrading the five people I spent the most time with. And I set an intention of meeting this man. And I started hunting him down. I found his website, reached out, asked if I could interview him for entrepreneur.com, which I write for them from time to time. And he has this amazing ocean view home in San Diego, which we didn't live too far from each other. And we ended up connecting, sat down in his house and became friends. He became a mentor. And uh, it's it's just been an incredible relationship. So with that, I want to introduce all of you to Mr. Jim Bunch. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to reconnect with you. And I think what's important people understand is you didn't just listen to what we were talking about. You actually immediately applied it. And I think it changed the course of your your future forever. So there's information, but action is more important and you took immediate action. So good on you, man. Well, I, I appreciate that. And we'll, we'll acknowledge a few things before we dive into the content of the episode. But uh, you know, I reached out to Jim because He's an entrepreneur. He has started several companies in the tech space, done extraordinarily well in that capacity. He also happens to leave or lead quite an interesting life just in terms of striking that counterbalance, being incredibly healthy, mentally having an incredible amount of clarity, really understanding his priorities. Um, And he was instrumental when I was even considering moving to Austin to partner with Gary and Jay on this. I was sitting right across from him where you see him right now. And we were analyzing what my values were, what really mattered to me, what were the things that absolutely had to be in my life. Otherwise, it would not be a life worth living. And getting hyper clear on those things made it really easy for me to say yes to this. So thank you. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. So um, we're going to talk today about environment because it's something that has a tremendous impact on our productivity. Yet most of us, we just kind of we live where we live and our office is our office and we just accept it for the way it is. But yet you've chosen to look at things differently in that regard. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, the the first piece for somebody to understand is that number one, everything is an environment. So the first thing I asked you when I saw you on the video here is, hey, tell me about that microphone, right? Because I can hear the quality of your microphone and I've been looking for them. So that's an environment. Uh, The computer that somebody uses, whether they're a Mac or a PC, is an environment. I remember when I first got my first smartphone, right? And the change that that made in my life to have a smartphone instead of the old phone, it's an environment. Environments are everything and everything is an environment. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is, Um, And I'm going to simplify this. Your environments are either 
impacting you in a positive way or a negative. In other words, they're either adding energy or they're draining energy. So most people know what it's like to walk into a room and you can just feel the energies off. Uh, maybe it's your office and things are cluttered or disorganized or there's broken equipment. Well, immediately, subconsciously, that distracts you and it lowers your energy. So as an entrepreneur, one of the most valuable assets we have is our ability to focus and energy. That's what separates us from the rest of the world, actually. So um, I think it's really important for number one, everybody to understand that everything is an environment, your computer, your home, your office, the people that you surround yourself, your five people, that's one of the nine environments called your network environment. And when I first understood this, you asked, you know, when did I first get exposed to this? Um, <laughs> my first exposure, I was actually living in a bomb shelter. What? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> you know? know this. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I shared that with you because you came here and you, you now see the after product of living in a beach house, right? Uh, but I lived in a bomb shelter and literally walked down a set of stairs. You know, back in the 50s, they built bomb shelters underneath homes in Point Loma, California, down here in San Diego. I was, I was broke. I was young. Uh, didn't know anybody. I just moved to San Diego and I found myself pretty desperate. So a friend knew a friend and the guy said, I don't have any room in the house, but you can walk down the set of stairs and you can go in this, you know, 15 by 15 concrete room. Uh, it was a bomb shelter and there's a tube that brings air down and no natural light. <laughs> so I went through one of the darkest periods in my life. The people that were around me were filled with drama. My relationships were a mess. Everybody was doing drugs and alcohol. And, you know, the, the worst part uh, wasn't just being financially broke. It was being spiritually broke, meaning I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't have any direction. And so I was just like a ship without a rudder. Uh, I was I was getting blown around in every direction. So fortunately, a a mentor slash coach by the name of Thomas Leonard uh, came into my life, and I learned at the time they called it the Seven Environments of You, and now it's called the Nine Environments of You. He passed away uh, years ago, but I, I share that story because I was living in environments that were not conducive. I was living in two environments that were actually holding me back. And I was completely unaware of it. And when I became aware of the power of having a coach as an environment, mm. uh, the power of all these books, right? These books are all just environments. Uh, and reading them is one thing, applying them is another. But then I started looking deeper and I realized that my home, my office, all my possessions, uh, you know, the vehicle that you drive, the way you maintain things is either adding energy or it's draining your energy. And so I became over the last 15 years, very, very aware of environments and how the energy impacts me. Mm -hmm. And I remember after leaving your house, going back to my home office, which I spent a lot of time working out of and looking around and just seeing stuff everywhere. And I remember you talking about everything, either every single item, either adds energy or it subtracts energy and just seeing all the stuff that was scattered around my desk. I had never even acknowledged before how much that distracted me on a subconscious level, how much it drained me just to even be in that environment with just so much unnecessary stuff, which for the people who can actually see Jim, who are watching the video of this, I mean, you, beautiful. 
Like it's 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 awesome. And if we look at your desk, there's nothing on it. <laughs> well, it's also by purpose, purpose driven too. And this is the piece I think you understand. And now that you're doing the one thing conversation, it may even take it to another level. But like, you know, I have this here for a specific purpose, and I have this here for a specific purpose. I have both of these magazines right here for a specific purpose. These are anchors. Everything in your environment is an anchor. I have this candle for a specific purpose. And for so, the people who are listening to this, he pointed to a globe. He pointed to a picture. He, pointed, he held up two magazines, one that says Mars on the cover, and the other has a picture of the Earth and says, cool it. Right. So these are National Geographics. Why? Because right now, we're building a global technology platform to shift the world to clean energy, right? We want the whole world to be on renewable energy. So that reminds me every day to come in and spin the globe, look at the map, and realize that we're lighting up the planet. So that's an anchor for me. And you're right. You know, the things that are on my desk right now, I'll show you what I have on my desk. This is my executable plan for today. So each night I put that out. Okay. I've got my water bottle. That's an environment. Why? Because part of my goal today is to drink the water. Yeah, you got the same one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> okay. So everything is an environment. And when people have junk drawers, when they have uh, closets with clothes that... Yeah. Me, me, me. Yeah. yeah, right? And so you, you got to understand, it's all energy. That's the other piece to understand. Everything's an environment and everything is energy. So the energy is either moving you ahead or it's keeping you stuck in your past. And so we are constantly upgrading our environments. We're always looking for it, whether it's sound or smell or objects. You have to be aware. My wife runs this diffuser in the background and, you know, she'll put different aromas in there because some activate and some calm, you know, now again, it's taken me years to get to the point where we're, we're like this about the environment and I'm not crazy about it either. Like I'm not nuts. I'm not uh, who is Howard Hughes. Right? <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> okay. Um, but I am aware of the impact of the environments, whether they're people or whether they're places, things, all of this. So for the person out there who they just, they've never even thought about this, where can they begin to explore their journey of creating the ideal environment for them? I think the first thing is become aware of the environments. You have to know what the environments are. I've been sharing for free the concept of the nine environments um, inside of companies and on stages and podcast all across the world. So, which by the way, if you guys go to the one thing.com slash nine environments, that's with the number one and the number nine, the one thing.com slash nine environments, you'll, you'll get that guide right there. Yeah. So, so do that and then do a quick inventory. So take a look at the nine environments and ask yourself what in each of these environments is draining me. So I always look for what am I tolerating or what's draining me first. And you're going to find that of the nine, there's typically one or two that have a lot of stuff in there. And if you start just systematically upgrading that environment, you will notice that it sends a ripple through. Remember I said everything's energy. The third thing is everything's connected. So if you improve one environment, let's say that it's a closet, you know, you go in there, if you haven't worn something in six months, donate it. Now, what happens is you created space. So automatically, when you walk in there, you feel better. Okay. Um, you know, you've probably seen my closet. I don't know if I showed you my closet. No. I, I don't think I had the pleasure. <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot of people come here and go, oh, show me your closet, right? Um, I'm imagining you know, sandals, jeans, dress shirts, and a bunch of Lululemon. Yeah, yeah. You, you hit it, right? <laughs> there you, you go. Just branditized me immediately, right? Yes, there you go. Yeah. So besides what I wear, which by the way, your clothes are an environment. And when you put on certain clothes, you feel a certain way. And in other ones, I have a lot of uh, swim trunks 
which is my workout, beach volleyball, and surfing. So that's that's my active lifestyle department, if you will. All right. But I also have, you know, dress clothes and I have certain types of suits and da da da. My point is this: when you walk into my closet, you'll also notice that every hanger is one of those wooden hangers. Why? Because I like uniformity. I like order. What else? You'll notice that my shirts are categorized. When they come back from the dry cleaner, you know, the long sleeves are based on color and style and this and that. So when I walk in, I immediately know what I want. I don't want to spend any time with that. Now, Steve Jobs took it to a whole nother level. You know his story, right? Yeah, they just all turtlenecks. <laughs> all black turtlenecks and a pair of jeans and tennis shoes. Why? Because that's one decision. Think about this. This guy is running the most profitable company in the world. And he's like, any decisions I can take off my plate, I'm going to take them off. So that was his environment, which is fantastic. Jay and I talked about this in a, in our podcast episode about willpower, where just there's only so many decisions that you have the capacity to make in a day. It's like a, a fuel tank in a car. And from the moment you wake up, when you start making those decisions, it's burning the fuel in the tank. And by the end of the day, you're you're going for the cookies like I do. Well, so all right, so there's a great one. Willpower versus environments. Okay. You have to ask yourself this question, which is stronger, your willpower or the environment? I think the environment. 99% of the time. There's, there's actually some studies out go, there. Go into that because I, I, that was natural for me. But for anybody who maybe thought the opposite, talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So here's the classic example. You're hungry and you're at your house. What are the environments that you're going to go to? Refrigerator. Refrigerator or the what? Kitchen. Right. So it's, it's typically the kitchen. Inside, of, you have two environments. You have the three. You have the refrigerator, the freezer, and the pantry. Mm. Those are the three things that we graze on. Some of you have a vitamin closet too, which we do. We have a whole shelf that's nothing but supplements. So those are your four intake environments. When you put those things inside your body environment, it immediately changes you. You're adding something to an environment. So in your pantry, if you look at that, most of the food that's in that pantry is not live, organic, living foods. It's processed food. So just by nature, going to that, you're going to lower your vibration. You open the freezer. Most of the stuff that's in the freezer is what? Probably frozen meat or frozen dairy. So by nature, when you put that in your body, it's going to do a certain thing to your vibration. If you're hungry, your willpower is not going to override that Ben and Jerry's that's sitting there. All right? So... You have to go to the environment called the grocery store, purchase that thing called the ice cream, or bring it back and put it in your environment. And it's at your moments of weakness, your moments of your fuel tank being low, that we make the poor choices to migrate to the bad environments. Okay. If you're healthy, you're going to the fresh fruit or fresh vegetables. If, you're, if your mind is sharp, and that's the only thing in your environment. If you've got drugs or alcohol in there, and you haven't worked on your other environments, it's easier to let your willpower override, you know, or I'm sorry, let the environment override your willpower. So this is important. And this is what we call designing environments, doing life by design instead of life by default. If you are either consciously or unconsciously gravitating towards environments that lower your energy, you're doing life by default. You're going to be unhappy, sick, and broke. If you want to be happy, healthy, and wealthy, then just design the environments to be happy, healthy, wealthy, and they will pull you into that behavior. Well, and I think this is this just ties into a lot of what we talk about when it comes to habit creation. Most of the people have gone through life until this point unconsciously forming habits. Some good, some bad. Then all of a sudden they become aware of the fact that, okay, I need to develop the right habits, but it, sometimes it's hard to correct some of those things. And I think 
I realized for me, when I was trying to form certain habits in my life, if I was not acknowledging the environment, I was really setting myself up for failure, whether that be in the office setting, trying to work in a cubicle versus blocking a conference room where I can get my most important work done or just avoiding the office altogether, whether it be the environment in terms of my email being open, all the apps being open on my phone, not being on airplane mode versus what's in my refrigerator or my freezer or my pantry. And starting to pay attention to those things made my decisions a lot easier or unnecessary. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. At the beginning of this episode, we shared that you were going to get the chance to become a founding member of a new membership productivity platform we're releasing. We're going to tell you more about what this means and why you absolutely want to be a part of this. Imagine if you were involved with our team when we were researching the one thing. Imagine if they worked closely with you and literally customized the book to fit your needs. That's what we're doing here with this platform. Our number one goal is to bring value to you. The biggest mistake we could make creating something like this is to make assumptions about the challenges and areas you need help most. That's why we created the founding members. This is an elite group of people you'll have the opportunity to join that'll work closely with us to dive deep and understand where you need help most when it comes to living a productive life. Once we identify this together, we are literally going to customize the membership platform to your needs. How cool is that? This isn't available yet, but it will be really soon. So if you're interested in being considered to be a founding member, all you have to do is press pause on this episode and send a text message with the word founder to the number 33444. That's text the word founder to the number 33444 and it'll guide you from there. Full transparency here, there will be a small investment required if you're chosen to be a founding member and we'll be accepting people on a first come first serve basis. When you go to that URL and enter your information, you'll be one of the first to get notified when we go live. So pause this episode right now and send a text message with the word founder to the number 33444 and we'll let you know when the doors open. Let's get back to the episode. You talk about habits. You know, habits are created by our environments. And it's really important for people to start to understand, like if you want to get a new habit of working out, for example, you can set your gym bag in the front seat of your car. So you take that environment of the gym bag, put it in the front seat of your car. And then when you're going to and from your office, you're triggered, right? There's a great book called The Power of Habits. I think I have it here. Yeah. Um, those of you who are listening on audio, this is an incredible book. If you haven't seen this one called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G. And he talks about uh, what it takes to trigger habits and it's called the habit loop. I highly recommend that people start to look at if you want to be happier, healthier, and wealthier, what are the environments that would trigger you to move towards that and start small. You always tell people um, of the nine environments, don't start with your relationship environment first. That's the hardest hardest one. That's the exact one I started with. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the physical, the financial, and the body are always the easiest to start with because you see an immediate tangible result and you feel immediately different. Okay. Well, let's talk about those a little bit because when you said physical, okay, I get it. Um, The clothes, the gym bag, the food. Financial though. That were, that one, I drew a blank. All right, let me give you an example. So financial is actually really easy. There's only three things you have to do to create wealth, right? Cash flow creation, cash flow management, 
and cash flow investing. So you got to create it, you got to manage it, and you got to invest it. So when you think about creating, managing, and investing cash flow, creating wealth, of those three, which is the most important? Well, most people would say creating it. Most people figure out how to create some. Maybe it's five figures, six or seven figures, whatever. But the easiest one to upgrade immediately is the management. So you could tonight pull a list of your expenses. And I promise you, most people have anywhere between $100 to $1,000 a month that they could cut immediately. They could see a positive return by going in and cutting the $10 subscription to the, whatever that magazine is. You know, they could take that Starbucks and cut that you know, for, for a month, um, you know, and sorry for singling out Starbucks, but you know what I'm saying? Um, there are cable TV subscriptions. They can call their insurance company and renegotiate within 24 hours. They could cut a hundred dollars a month. We ran something called a 24 hour challenge, wealth challenge. And we got a hundred people together virtually to pull their finances and to cut a hundred dollars a month. Guess what? We ended up doing a hundred thousand dollars in cut expenses in one day, 24 hours. So you can immediately change those environments and people don't realize every magazine subscription that you have, every cable TV or telephone or insurance, those are all environments and they require energy. Money's just energy. So if I don't want all this energy going out, then I need to cut the ties to that, pull my energy back together. Then I go focus on creating more cash and then investing it. Yeah. No, I love that. So that was the physical, that was the financial. And then there was one other you said that was really easy. The body. What do you mean by that? Well, the body environment. Classic example is, you know, most people think they're hungry. They're actually dehydrated. So go on. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know the difference when your body is telling you, you know, to munch on something. Oftentimes they are unaware and mistaken that they're actually dehydrated, that they're not actually hungry. You know, a lot of people will eat something and an hour later, oh, I'm hungry. You're not, you're dehydrated. Okay. So what do you add to the body? You add water. The moment you add water to the body, especially since 70% of this environment is called water, now all of a sudden you're getting back into balance. Okay. Sleep is another one. Okay. Uh, Here's a classic example. This just popped up on my iPhone yesterday. And it is a new thing called bedtime. Okay, so showing the app that's always been on there, but they upgraded this thing called bedtime. So I use this environment called an app to remind me, it it alerts me 15 minutes before bedtime to get in bed and to get eight hours of sleep. Why? Because I sleep four or five hours. And I'm now I'm working with a nootropic expert, a brain expert, to make sure that I have the right brain performance, you know, medicine, if you will. And he told me, he goes, hey, I can give you all the best stuff in the world and it's expensive. He goes, however, if you don't get eight hours of sleep, we can't retrain your neuropathy. I'm like, what? So now all of a sudden you got to go, wait, wait a minute. This app will remind me to go to sleep so that the nootropics that I'm taking will keep my brain at its highest performance. So all of these things and one other adjustment is, you know, our bedroom is, is, is very clean, very simple, and it's for sleeping and whatever else. (laughs) (laughs) So it's designed that way. As a matter of fact, I'm working and getting some lighting and different things that we can control to change the environment based on what it is that we're accomplishing. 
But everything is an environment. And when you start piecing these together and you make one little change here or one change there, let's say you change the body environment, you start drinking more water, you do one push-up a day. Your goal is 100, but you do one push-up a day for 30 days. Boom, that's going to change everything. Next thing you know, after you've got that as a habit, which takes about 67 days to form a habit so that it's unconsciously programmed, then you add the next piece and you add the next piece. And that's where you start habit stacking. So if you want to transform your life, now, all right, look at 10 years out and ask yourself in 10 years, if I'm happy, healthy, and wealthy, what did I do in one year, one month, and one day? That is the way to, to do that. And then ask yourself, what's one environment I can change right now that will make me feel better, make me more focused, and make me want to upgrade in the next environment? Well, and, and, and I just love because it's <laughs> you're saying so much of, of what we preach and I didn't cue you up for any of that. I mean, how long it takes to build a habit, to habit stacking, to to all of that. So, um, well, I really appreciate the time, Jim. Thank you so much. For everybody who's listening or watching to this, we always like to finish with a call to action in terms of the one thing that you can do to actually implement. I think Jim just said it pretty clearly. Look at all the areas of your life and, and look at the nine environments, if you will. Go to the onething.com slash nine environments and identify the one environment that you can take in take action on right away and immediately just begin to make some of those modifications. I will share from personal experience, simply going into my work environment and eliminating everything that drained me, that didn't serve a purpose, that didn't drive me forward. Just that simple action right there, huge shift in terms of my focus. Then doing it in terms of our refrigerator, then doing it, I mean, gosh, I'm here because I did it in my relationships. I purged everybody that was sucking me dry. So that's a, that's a different episode. But um, take action. You know, you heard Jim say you heard Jim say at the beginning the reason that we're even in relationship today is because I asked for help once. I took action, and it's continued. So take action on the content, and also make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. That'll make sure that every episode moving forward is automatically delivered to your device. And if you go ahead and subscribe, take a screenshot of that, send it to contest at the one thing.com. We'll send you back in a link to get a free digital copy of our best-selling book as our way of saying thank you. And if you're already subscribed to the show, please leave us an honest review in iTunes. I really read every single one and it, it just it helps us make sure that we are going down the right path. So Thank you so much for those of you who have already left a review. And finally, I'll, I'll give that URL one more time. If you want to get Jim's nine environments, I have actually downloaded this myself and worked through it. Go to the one thing.com slash nine environments. That's with the number one and the number nine. Thanks for listening to the One Thing Podcast. If you haven't already, open up your browser and go to the one thing.com slash founding member. This is your chance to be considered to join an elite group of people where we're going to work closely with you to customize our new membership training platform to your needs. Seriously, folks, this is one of the coolest things that we do. You absolutely want to be on the list when we open this up and it's going to open up soon. So go to the onething.com slash founding member, enter information, and we'll see you in the next episode.